Good morning. Today's scripture reading is from Paul's first letter to the Corinthians. Thank you. <laughs> Paul's first letter to the Corinthians, the seventh chapter, the 25th to the 31st verse. The reading is also in your bulletin. If you are able, please stand for the reading. Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life, and I want to spare you this. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not, those who mourn as if they did not, those who are happy as if they were not, those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep, those who use the things of this world as if it not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. This is the word of the Lord. Donnell, I don't know if it's uh, old age or just different perspective, but uh, when you just reflect and thank God for a roof that doesn't leak. A lot of times we, uh, we're always looking for that other. But when you find God in the simple things. I heard you, Audrey. I heard you. I heard you. And uh, when we reflect and acknowledge salvation. You really, you, you hit it then because we're not always looking for the other, the other, the other thing, the other widget, the other trinket, the other, you know, do a trick for me, God. Do a trick for me. Got a roof that doesn't leak. I got a, I got a soul that's saved from hell. I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. I, I think I'm pretty good. I think I'm pretty good. I thank God for each. You guys have no idea. I could call, you know, each Alyssa. I mean, I just look at you all. I, I thank God for each and every one of you, Renee. I thank God for you, Renee. I thank God for you, Renee. She, uh, she gets joy. I don't say as much joy, but... We get joy when we see each other every Sunday. Um, I love her, and I love her spirit, and I just love Renee Budget. Um, we are continuing our study of Paul's first letter to the church in the city of Corinth. Uh, thank God for Pastor Budget. Thank God for uh, Pastor Nate for their, uh, their presentation and their exegesis of... Uh, of the text. Uh, the last two messages, we looked at the 17th to the 24th verse. Uh, 
of the seventh chapter where we read, nevertheless, each person should live as a believer in whatever situation the Lord has assigned to them, just as God has called them. This is the rule I lay down in all the churches. Was a man already circumcised when he was called? He should not become uncircumcised. Was a man uncircumcised when he was called? He should not be circumcised. Circumcision is nothing. Uncircumcision is nothing. Keeping God's commands is what counts. Each person should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. When you, were you a slave when you were called? Don't let it trouble you. Although if you gain your freedom, do so. For the one who was a slave when called to faith in the Lord is the Lord's freed person. Similarly, the one who was free when called is Christ's slave. You were bought at a price. Do not become slaves of human beings. Brothers and sisters, each person as responsible to God should remain in the situation they were in when God called them. So if you're looking at these, 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 these verses, two, 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 like I always like, at least, and you know, I feel like Peter Falk and Columbo, uh, at least two things leap out uh, from this portion of scripture for me. Uh, keeping God's commands is what counts. And uh, you were bought at a price. Keeping God's commands is what counts. You were bought at a price. We don't have time, uh, but it should be obvious what I've shared before I'll share now that right behavior follows right understanding. Right behavior follows right understanding. Uh, you know and I know, too often these two things are disassociated. They don't, uh, 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 there may be one, but maybe there's not the other. Uh, essentially, keep God's commands, uh, it, essentially, you keep God's commands because you were bought with a price. Or as uh, that prophet Rafiki said to Simba in The Lion King, uh, remember who you are. Implied, if you do remember who you are, you will do the right thing. If you recognize who you are, you will do the right thing. Um, I've shared before, I share now. Our surroundings have influence, and in Corinth, just as in Sacramento, uh, the culture impacted the thinking and the behavior of the church. The culture impacted, more than the church impacting culture, the culture impacted the behavior of the church. Uh, so what's your point? Uh, just because society, culture, mama, daddy, or even me says something is right or is logical, it doesn't make it right or logical. Well, this just seems right. This is the right thing to do. Well, okay, 
that and about $5 I'll get you something at Starbucks. You know? Um, just because it seems right doesn't make it so. Right understanding will lead to right behavior, always, as it applies to Scripture. So we want to pick up with that summation, which Paul now carries on uh, at the 25th verse where we read, Now about virgins, I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Because of the present crisis, I think that it is good for a man to remain as he is. Are you pledged to a woman? Do not seek to be released. Are you free from such a commitment? Do not look for a wife. But if you do marry, you have not sinned. And if a virgin marries, she has not sinned. But those who marry will face many troubles in this life. And I want to spare you this. Um, boy, oh boy, oh boy. Um, see, the obvious isn't the obvious because... You think this is about virginity and, uh, uh, and, and all of that. All of that's, see, see, again, we, we get lost in the trees, in the forest. It's like worrying about stuff that you can't control. Or, you know, it's just like, and that's not really, really what the, the, the essence of what's being presented here. It's clear. One thing is clear, that Paul is responding to a question that has been raised by the church. And he's just not launching out on a rift on virginity. I got nothing else to talk about. Let me just talk about virginity. Well, is he talking about women? Is he talking about men? Is, well, later on, he's talking about men. You know, it's just like, oh, deliver me. It's just like, just seriously, just read the text. Read the context. Uh, Paul, again, let's just, let's just deal with the text. Let's exegete the text. So as Paul is is, is presenting this, he's wise to say, there's no scriptural text that I can point back to on this subject. Right. You know, I'm not gonna, I can't flip back to Leviticus. I don't have the, I don't have the oral history of what Jesus said. I, 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 don't, I don't have anything I could point and it's like, say, here. Right. You know, again, I've shared before. Uh, see, that kind of thinking where we want, we want, show me. You know, that's, that's right up there with when it comes to things like tithing. It's just like, look, I'm going to give you $10.52. That's my tithe. Don't ask for $10.53. It's like, you missed the whole point. Should I, should I tithe on the net or the gross? It's like, are you kidding me? If, if, that's, if that's the heart of your giving... Honestly, I know Cliff and the advisory council will say, Pastor, take it back. I won't. Uh, keep your money. Keep your money because the motivation is all wrong. Whatever, whatever is scripture says, whatever you've reckoned to do in your heart, give it, give it with joy. Give it with, with, with absolute joy. Because why? Because God wants your money? No, he loves a cheerful giver. He just loves someone. He's like, you know, hey, what do you, what do you want? He just take this, take this. You want my jacket? You can have it. Do you want my? It's like, what's what's the matter with him? I've 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 been in the presence of God. In the well, I'm getting ahead of myself now. So, so he has nothing to point back to. Uh, 
And uh, as a matter of fact, since I'm on this subject, he probably more than anyone else, if there was something there, he could point back to it. It's like, look, hey, you know who I am? Hey, I'm a Pharisee, man. I know my stuff. I, I, I've been to Bible study. You know, it's like, <laughs> I, I, you know, I sat at the feet of Gamal. You know, it's like, I, 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 know, the, I know the drill. Uh, but he also, because of his history, has studied and knows Scripture better than anyone in the history of the church. And what he's saying is, I have personal experience. Read it right here. I have no command from the Lord, but I give a judgment as one who by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Take my word for it. I've experienced what I'm getting ready to tell you about. It's not like, you know, like I said, you know, you, you ask somebody, particularly on Facebook, uh, Facebook family, oxymoron, what do you think about this? Why would you ask 1,000 people you don't know about anything? Why would you do that? Oh, I think, oh, I give you judgment as one by the Lord's mercy is trustworthy. Um, I like the idea of uh, people bringing to the discussion experience that I can draw from. That's why, you know, and I hate, you know, I'm just talking about men's fellowship. I'm just talking about what I'm talking about. For those of you who were in men's fellowship yesterday, you know it was incredible. It was, it was beyond Sister Meeks. Asked, so glad to have Sister Meeks back. I'm just, <laughs> it ain't the same, honey, without you. <laughs> uh, she, for those of you who weren't here last week, she was ill. And, uh, but, but the first thing when I came back, uh, she said, well, how was men's fellowship? I said, it wasn't good. It was outstanding. Amen. It, it, was, it was outstanding. It was outstanding. But I need, for those that weren't there, I need you there to make it even better than it was. You make it more complete. You make it even gooder. Uh, you know, I know. Uh, <laughs> I have family. You all have family. There's always family this way. Uh, Sister Meeks, this last Thanksgiving was our last Thanksgiving of hosting. Uh, that is, that's so not going to happen again. After a dozen years, that's, that's just not going to happen anymore. Uh, but I have some family that they do, if they could come show up and eat and bring nothing, they would. They, they, they would. They would. And have. Or some will uh, pretend to, well I, I, well, I will participate in this, uh, but uh, what's, what's the cheapest thing? Can I bring Doritos? <laughs> you think I'm laughing. You think I'm kidding. There's one. It's like, I'll, I'll bring chips. Keep your chips. I'm serious. Keep your chips. Keep, keep, keep your chips. Keep your, keep your, your chips. It's, it's, it's not, it's not, see, see what you're, See, Paul, Paul is saying, I'm coming to this. Why are you spending so much time in this one point? Because it's important. Paul is saying, I'm not just rendering my opinion. I'm bringing who I am to this conversation. Don't dismiss what I'm about ready to say. I am someone who is steeped in the word, in the scripture, 
but now not only do I have the education, now I've got the transformation to go with that, and now I, I am somebody, to coin a phrase. Uh, you know, I, 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 I got cred. I've got, I've, got, I've got all types of authority to speak about what I'm speaking about. Uh, so that begs a question on a personal level. On a personal level. What do you bring to the spiritual feast? What do you, what do you, what do you, are, are you bringing Doritos? What do you bring into the spiritual feast? Are you bringing Doritos? Are you just trying to slip in and, you know, if I could just get in and not bring anything and just go undercover, brother, and it's just like, uh, is, that, is that what you're trying to do? It's really, I just, it's a, I need you. Oh, you don't, you don't even know me seven years ago. No, no, no. See, they, see that, that just shows you our, the, 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 the fixitude that we have of, of anything in time. It's like we're so focused on right now. And it's just like, no, and no, no, we could not envision where we are now seven years ago. No, no, we could not. I could not. Seven years from now, if, if I'm alive, that's a big if. I don't know. I don't know where God will have taken City Church. Even if I'm here or if I'm not here, wherever City Church is. So, 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 so what are you bringing? How can City Church be what God wants City Church to be if you're only bringing Doritos? You, got, you can't bring Doritos to the, to the spiritual feast. You can't. Oh, well, Pastor, that's all I got. No, I've seen your cabinet. You got more than Doritos. I know what you drive. You got more, you got, you got more than Doritos money. <laughs> oh, now I know it's all about the Benjamins. No, no, no. Again, as, as, as God said to the, through the prophet to the people, keep your money. I don't want your money. I want your heart. Because if I have your heart, I got your money. I got, I got all of you. I've got all of you. Uh, here and elsewhere, in Paul's writing, you read Paul's writings. He said, my life is a testimony concerning God's faithfulness, his mercy, and I'm here to tell you, and while I'm at it, shout about it too. Uh, you know, I've shared before about Gail's peach cobbler. I said it was good because I know it was good. I experienced it for myself. Now, some of you have experienced that. You know it's good. See, you understand. It's like Pastor Meeks knew what he was talking about. That's, that's legit. That's, that's real peach cobbler. So I want you to experience the same truths of Scripture that I know to be true. Why? Because I've read some book that uh, there's manuscripts that go back several millennia to. It's like, no, no. I've lived it. I know it. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, I'm telling you, as someone who could double your age, it's like, I've been where you are. I've experienced the things you've experienced. Trust me. God is faithful. This is the basis. This is the basis for what he's about ready to lay on the, on the church. Uh, but if we, don't, if we don't fully understand the, 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 the backdrop, the context of his writing, we'll be quick to ignore it. See, see, he doesn't have any specific command from God, so that's one man's opinion, you know, it's like pass the salt, you know, it's like you got, you got nothing, it's like, 
No, no. If you just bother to read the text and tease it apart, you will see that it is so rich. So what does he say? He says, because of the things that are going on right now, because of the things that are going on right now, because of the things that are going on right now, if you are single, stay single. Wait, 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 wait. I don't have the gift of celib- the celibacy. Keep reading. Uh, Paul addressed that. If you've been, uh, like Cyrus, he's been to Jared. Uh, and, and <laughs> And you're engaged, or if you're married, that's okay. Paul is just saying, I'm just trying to help a brother out. I'm, that's, that's, that's all I'm trying to do. I'm trying to help you out. Those married folk, don't bail on me now. Uh, those of you who are married know that marriage has its drawbacks. It has its... I'm not going home with that person, so that's, I'm good. <laughs> Trust me, I prefer marriage over any station in my life. Trust me. But if we're honest, we'll understand that marriage has its drawbacks. You can't just do what you want to do anytime you want to do it. Or you won't be married for long. Yeah, your spouse sitting there eating and you coming home hungry. And it's like, is there anything for me? I don't know. Will you bring anything? (laughs) See how long that going to last. No, no, uh-uh, uh-uh. Uh, this was written two millennia ago, and there was a current situation. See, there was both currency two millennia ago, and there's also an eschatological reference that we'll deal with in a second here, and I promise I'll, I'll get us out in a decent time. Uh, but, but, but clearly what he's implying is that everyone that is married knows marriage has its benefits and its challenges. And at the very least, your focus and your priorities will be impacted and divided, and rightly so. As any minister of the gospel of Jesus Christ, he's like, oh, I'm ministering, and my whole family's uh, going to hell in a handbasket. You're a poor minister. You're a poor leader of any ministry. And I'm not talking about just, just up here. I'm talking about uh, Sister Jones or, or the children's church leaders or AV leaders. If you're, you're leading ministry and things are dysfunctional at home, you've got your priorities wrong. Amen. Something's wrong. You got this is all upside down. You need to straighten out stuff at home. Get stuff right at home. What kind of witness would you be? Come in here trying to lead a flock, and your, your kids are all dysfunctional. They're up there just, it's like, no, uh-uh. Take care of your homework. Uh, think about this. If Paul was married, honey, uh, uh, I know we just bought this house, but I'm going to Greece and Turkey. I'll be back in a few years. <laughs> it's like, you go right ahead. <laughs> You go right ahead. You see if somebody's going to be here when you come back. Uh, you go right ahead. Uh, I know the toll. Is, I know as much as anyone, both with City Church, but also as one of nine children that was son to Reuben and Henrietta, my father who planted close to 30 churches. I know the toll that that takes on a family. And they were both all in. I know what that took. 
I know, I know, I know, I lived it firsthand. You don't make too many friends in a school because you ain't going to be there too long. It's like, oh, when we stress over how long our kids are going to be, oh, should I put them in? It's like, look, if I was at a school one full term, that was great. Yeah. Kindergarten and first grade at one school, second, third, and fourth at another school, fifth and sixth, no, fifth at another school, sixth at another school. Thank God for junior high and high school. Well, it was real, Linda, so I don't know about that. Uh, remember what he said earlier. Keeping God's commands is what counts. So I got a question. I got a question. You know I always have a lot of questions. What would life generally, what would life generally be and our lives specifically be if we were to ask that laser-focused question on am I glorifying God? Think, think about that. It's just like not, not, not oh, I'm going to pursue marriage or whatever. Marriage, I mean, marriage, celibacy, or whatever. I'm going to be celibate for the Lord. Okay, well, okay, I hope you are. Uh, but I'm going to be married for the Lord. Okay, I hope you are. Well, I want to get this degree, and I want to honor God in that degree. I hope you are. I, I'm going to get this job because it's going to glorify God. Is it? I hope it does. Did you bother to ask that question? All right. Or do we push through doors and then say, well, Lord, bless me to get this this, this, this promotion, Lord, bless me to get this job. Did you, did, did you it's like somewhere at, at some point in, along the line, you should have asked, Lord, is this the major I should be in? Is this the pursuit I should be doing? Is, this is, should I even be doing this? Uh, am I glorifying God? Um, as I uh, move closer and closer to that position of uh, the end, if you will, uh, things like marriage, college majors, careers, children, all of that stuff will come into focus. And as you push past that, it's like, yeah, I can look back, and it's like, yeah, that's, I, I honored God. I did what I was supposed to do. That's what he called me to do, and I did that. So Paul is saying, focus on doing God's will, but understand marriage will come at a price. And he goes on to expand on this, starting at verse 29. Uh, what I mean, I love it when he says that. So let me just break it down to you. Here's the cliff notes. What I mean, brothers and sisters, is that the time is short. From now on, those who have wives should live as if they do not. Those who mourn as if they did not. Those who are happy as if they were not. Those who buy something as if it were not theirs to keep. Those who's, th who's the things of the world as if not engrossed in them. For this world in its present form is passing away. I am closing. The time is short. The time is short. The time is short. Don't lose focus and think that he's advocating behaving as a single person when you're married. He ain't saying that. He's not saying when you're at a funeral and you're crying and you're weeping, suck it up, don't cry. He's not saying that. He's, he's, he's a, see, 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 he said, look at the beginning and the ending. Look, just, just look at that, the beginning and the end. The time is short and the world in its present form is passing away. Ignore all the in-between stuff for a minute. The time is short for the world in its present form is passing away. Many theologians have debated over what was he driving at? Was he expecting Jesus' immediate return, 
uh, in the next few years, or was he speaking more broadly, more eschatologically, uh, to which I answer yes, 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 yes. Uh, um, here are a few points to ponder and extract as I uh, draw this thing to a close. One, time is short, period, full stop. The word he uses for time is one for season or period, not the chronological uh, expression of time like we use on our watches. The, the season is short. The, not the calendar is, you know, we're running out of days. It's like, no, just, just kind of look at the panorama of time. It's, it's short. Well, that was 2,000 years ago. See, there you go. You're looking through the lens of calendar turns, you know? Uh, you're, 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 not, you're not paying attention. You just replay the podcast after Nate gets it put up. Uh, our season, the time you and I have to live out a life that honors God is so brief, it's scary. And he says, remember this when you start to make choices. I make no apologies. I, I know I look good. I'm 61. Amen. Thank you. <laughs> it's a wrap. It's a wrap. Oh, pastor, you, whatever, whatever number you want to apply to, oh, pastor, it's a wrap. Time is up. You've got more years than I do. I remember Rachel when she was saying, uh, you know, as, as kids do, period, uh, when she was like on the cusp of running away, which she did for about 24 hours, um, scared the mess out of me. Oh, you're a horrible father. When I have kids, I'm going to do better. And I told her, I'm doing the best I can. I'm doing the best I know how to do right now. When you have kids, you do better. I will. I will do better. I was about 18, 19. 25, I get the call. Dad, you remember that conversation? <laughs> oh, yeah. I so apologize. I had no basis for what I was saying. None. None. I had no, no grasp, no depth of understanding, both in terms of what it means to be a parent, juggling all types of life and responsibilities, and the brevity of time. And now you look at stuff, it's just like, you, the kid, look at your own lives, look at your own kids as they transition. Uh, if you had a little, I, I remember when uh, uh, Alana uh, was, Nala was even too small, when Alana first came, it's just like she was just a little, little lump. <laughs> She's in elementary school. It goes by fast. What are you focusing on? What are you doing in this season uh, two, point two. In verse 26, Paul spoke concerning a present crisis. Remember that. Uh, there may have already, when he was writing this, indications of, uh, of the persecutions that was getting ready to fall on the church. And Paul was soon to lose his own life. 
So that was, you know, as, as Jack Nicholson, as the Joker said in Batman, it's nothing like, a, 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 you know, death that'll focus one's attention, you know? And so uh, when he fell in that vat of acid or whatever, it's just like he died, figuratively. And that focused his attention yeah, to do bad things. So I, I, but you understand, yeah, work with me. Uh, when you understand that we have just a season to do what we're called to do, that's why, you know, and I appreciate, I really do, I, I know it's, it's, it's centered in love. Uh, well, pastor, well, why are you here again? Uh, you've got your paint pants on, you've got, uh, you're doing this, you've got a hammer, you've got this, well, why? I just got a little time. I just, I just got a little time. That's all. I just got a little time. I'm trying to maximize my time because I know it closes. And when it's closed, can't swing. I haven't seen anybody swing a hammer from inside of a coffin. <laughs> haven't seen that yet. Haven't, ha- haven't seen that. Third, and finally, as he concludes, the world as we know it is passing away. And the word that he uses and the choice and the context, it, you, could, you could say, well, it's the, the physical cosmos, the earth, the sun, the moon, the stars, but it also talks about the, the system of how things operate or don't, the order of things. You know, as I shared two years ago, uh, as a result of an election, uh, um, it seemed like uh, the world came unhinged. It just absolutely, and again, trust me, I, <laughs> the occupant I didn't vote for. I'm not, I understand what I'm saying. It's, it's like the world came unhinged because the order of things all of a sudden just got out of whack. We confess Christ, but we are dependent on Caesar to order things the way they should be ordered. If that, if that ain't backwards, I don't, I don't, I don't, I, 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 I don't misinterpret what I'm saying. I'm sure Paul would not, uh, 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 nor should we uh, ignore voting. He's like, hey, vote, do vote, vote well. Um, please vote. But more important than voting or marriage or celibacy is honoring God. That's the bottom line. Not marriage, it's not singleness, it's not circumcision, it's not uncircumcision, it's not any of the things that we want to tease apart and figure out how many angels could dance on the head of the pen. Nobody cares. The world sure doesn't care. The world just wants to know, are you for real? Do you love me? Yeah. We've got, is I think it was... Uh, Nate or someone in Men's Fellowship uh, said, uh, we've got what the world wants, but we end up pursuing what the world has. Something's wrong with that. (laughs) There's an old catechism. I think it's Presbyterian. Yeah, it is Presbyterian. Um, The number one, what is the chief end of man? What is the chief end of man or woman? It's to glorify God and to enjoy him forever. To glorify God and to enjoy him forever. I, I can't wait. The expressions from the praise team this morning gave me a glimpse again into what it's going to be like when we're there.
and my, our season, will end sooner rather than later. And I don't want to, I'm like Martin Luther King. It's like, you know, hey, yo, I've been to the mountain, you know? It's like, I don't want to look back and say, you know, boy, you know, I'm really glad. Let's put it this way. Should I worry about Goff and Brady or swinging a hammer and a paintbrush for the work of the Lord? I know what you're saying. I know what you're saying, and I know what you're thinking. It could do both. It doesn't have to be either or. Pastor, why you got to go hard like that? Because you don't. closing. It's closing. It's closing. And Paul is saying, if you're married, act like you're single. If you're crying, don't act like you're crying. Honor God in everything that you say and do. And see if he won't bless you, your family, and everything that you touch. We go about it backwards. We focus on all these other extraneous things. And he's like, put me first. Put me first. Put me first. And I'll give you everything. You, you, you won't be able to contain the blessings I want for you. But put me first. Yeah. Above my career? Yep. Amen. Above my wife? Yep. Yeah. Above my kids? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Above me? Yep. Put me first. Yeah. See, if I won't pour out a blessing on your life, you won't be able to contain it. Yeah. Yeah. Trust me. Let's pray. Our Father, our God, again, we say thank you. Thank you for your grace, your mercy, your kindness.